you're thinking I turned into the wrong tuned in to the wrong podcast I just turned in it turned, turned in. I turned in to the it's a driveway yes <laughs> it turned into a driveway or turned in for the night to a different podcast this is not talk nerdy to me and you're half right and you're half not right I don't know we're trying something a little new here this is different I know you're um, you're probably not super excited to hear my voice first because we just had an entire like quarter episode that was all me, but I hope you enjoyed the. Uh, I upgraded, by the way, the, to the 16-bit, um, the the uh, the 16-bit, the Super Nintendo version um, of that jam that I love so much. So That's a good one, man. I, uh, I I was getting this cued and it said Super Nintendo, and I said done. Please. So uh, as you can tell. All new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me ish. It's uh, Chris and Chris this week trying something a little different, and it's this is exciting because uh, I feel like I haven't had the chance to just kind of sit down and, and hang out and talk with you for a little while. So this is good. It's, it's been a bit. It's been a bit, and I, I know uh, you know years and years ago before the injunction happened, we used to do Thanksgiving together but um yeah so this is like chris and chris do post thanksgiving yeah it's like post it's after thanksgiving and uh because we did uh we, we've done chris and chris do thanksgiving we've done chris and chris take a road trip we've done chris and chris do christmas um we even did chris and chris do friday the 13th like yeah way way back in the day that was like a- one of the one of the og shows that was that was a good one um so we're uh we're going to. Uh, this is another Chris and Chris, and you know I'm I'm super pumped. Uh, Obi John is uh, on sick leave, and Julian is out shooting stuff. So here we are, <laughs> man. That sickness uh, has been taking everybody. I know uh, at my workplace, everybody, everybody was sick last week. I mean, we had a skeleton crew because. A th- over a third of the people were out sick with um, uh, either an upper respiratory or some kind of sickness. I, I was speaking to my boss on, uh, I, I believe it was yesterday, and she was like, yeah, I feel like I'm fighting off a cold. And I just kind of like looked at her and I was like, I feel like everyone is. Yeah, yeah. I the- feel and this is why, like, everyone's like, oh, I love winter so much. I love winter so much. I'm like, yeah, the first, like, seven weeks of winter suck dick. <laughs> yes. It's just not a good, it's not a good time. Everyone's where everything, like, dies and comes back and dies and comes back. And it's like, oh, it's 28 today, but it's 57 tomorrow. Yeah. it's Fuck your allergies. It's the worst. It's not enjoyable for anybody. No. So I like winter when it's spring. <laughs> I hate everything about winter. And the same people who were bitching 
and bitching and bitching in the summer when it was 95 degrees and they're like, it's too hot. I can't wait for winter. They're already the people that are like, when's it going to warm up? It's too cold. I hate them. And you know me. You've known me for Still a, the same a, OG. A, 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 <laughs> for a long time. And I, I, I think you can vouch for this. And I think our live video from uh, Vet City pretty well yeah. uh it was what like 38 that day yeah. and i was still rocking shorts it was cold uh, and yeah you were the man who lives to be in the tea it was uh i went over to peacocks on saturday i i wore shorts because it was like downpouring and they were like you know it's like 40 out and i was like yeah i'd rather i'd rather be cold than have wet jeans <laughs> Yeah, dude. not not for me to judge because I'm pretty much I'm in long sleeves pretty much all the time. So I'm just the opposite end of the spectrum of you. So, I mean, it's it's almost the same thing. Been friends for a decade and I've seen one photo of you in shorts. Yep, that's it. And that was on a Disney vacation where it was like a million degrees. So uh, and it was also uh, I was meeting Buzz Lightyear. So. Uh, you dressed to impress. Um, I had to yeah. show him my chicken legs. So, you know, um, <laughs> you know, so that's what you do. But, uh, gosh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, I hate that. Like we've already had, uh, we've already had, you know, the first like little bit of snow and everybody who drives without clearing all the snow off of your car, uh, you're an asshole. Uh, that's about all oh. I can say about that. You're that dude who, like, scrapes off just enough to where you can see out, like, the front of his windshield, but can't see out his windows because, yeah. you know, screw anyone else who has to, like, be in your way when you're turning. Yeah, because, uh, you know, you, you didn't leave work for work 10 minutes earlier because, you know, you have poor time management, so you leave at the same time every day no matter what the weather is, so you only have... 90 seconds to scrape off as much ice and snow off your car as you can. Because it's, it's my fault. You slept in. Yeah. So I'm being punished because you slept in. You're um, a dick. Like, I'm not joking. The, the scrape thing happened to me. What? Like less than a week ago, I was backing out of my car space and someone like, Came barreling. And I mean, like, didn't even slow down, didn't even look. And, like, and then, of course, they were going left at a stoplight, and I was going, like, right. So I pulled up next to them, all four windows covered, back windshield, didn't even look like they'd turned the rear defrost on. Oh, no. And the, the passenger side of their windshield still completely frosted over. It just, and of course, that's at the point where, like, you know, there's no cop around ever. So. Yeah. You know, they're not around when you need them. And it's just, it's the most frustrating thing. I understand that not everybody has a car box. I get that. I'm just now, in the last few months, I, I have a car box. I have access to a car box. But I, so I, I've, I've lived the life of no car box, but I've also lived the responsible the responsible life of clearing off your car completely before you leave. If you don't have a car box, you know how lazy I am. <laughs> like, you know how lazy I am. 
And uh, now that I have a car that has seat warmers, praise be to Allah for that. Uh, but, you know, I, the first thing I do and when I go outside and I notice that it's frosted is I turn on the car. I hit front and rear defrost. I yep. turn on my seat warmer. And then I, I grab and I start like I start on the windshield or uh, I start on the windows first and I go around. Or no, I, he, here's my process. Mm-hmm. It's driver's side of the windshield. Yep of the the front seat and back seat windows and then by that point i can normally just kind of do like a small once over on the back windshield because yep. the, the the little lines will have started going passenger side back seat front seat and then passenger side of the windshield and then i'll like when i get back over to enter the car i'll brush it off see that's that's a sink no on top yeah it's, it's my friend it's succinct and it makes sense it's uh, yeah, and see my and, and it's funny that you say that my dad uh, when he gets done uh, on because now it's you know they they live in, my parents live in Maine and they got um, they got uh, like eight inches of snow yesterday uh, and so my dad has his uh, dialysis on Tuesday Thursdays and Saturdays. And so what he'll do is uh, apparently now the big thing is uh, my mom got a new car that has heated seats. And so when when she picks him up, like he the first thing he does is like jam on the heated seat button until it's until it comes on nice and warm because he's like he's like it's getting colder and, you know, it's cold outside and it's colder in there. So he's like gotta have those heated so like now he's getting spoiled with the heated seats so i I totally understand when you say heated seats that's the second time this week i've heard about the uh the glory of heated seats so you don't have heated seats i do not have heated seats i have a 2013 car and i don't have heated seats so i guess you know uh i tell people i have a 2016 they're like you don't have a backup camera i'm like yeah i bought the base model of my car used so no it doesn't have a backup camera yeah, I um, I had to replace the radio on my car. As you know, it was it was a piece of crap. Um, and so when I put everything in, it's got a touchscreen now. It's real nice. And it has the option for a backup camera. It came with a backup camera, but I haven't installed it because it requires you to um, to cut the uh, or to splice it into the taillight um, like electrical cords. And I haven't been bold enough to try that yet. Uh, but every time I put it in reverse, it tries to bring up the backup camera and it just says no signal and it shuts my radio off and I get so pissed because I'm like, I'm like, it's not there. You should know that it's not there because it's not connected in. So just don't go to it. Like you just don't go. It's, it's, uh, so yeah, that's real frustrating. Um, but I'm more surprised by anything that there's no option to like just turn it off like there's no option on the touch screen to be like disable backup camera settings if there is i haven't found it i haven't taken a lot of time to look at it i just know that it's super dangerous because i can load uh video files on a flash drive and connect it to it and play them on the touch screen (laughs) which is like on a scale of one to ten like the most dangerous thing to do that i've never done I mean, we've talked about it, and sometimes you just need to watch who's nailing Palin when you're going seventy down. Uh, uh, going, going, you know, at seventy-five. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, you're just, you're just. I'm on my way to, uh, uh, you know, a convention, and I just have to 
you know, throw a, uh, a naughty nurse's six up on the, the screen and just, <laughs> you know, it's not a stick shift, but never mind. Um, so, so yeah, uh, it's not a shit. It's not a stick shift, but there's some gears moving there. Are, yeah. <laughs> Only have one hand on the wheel. Um, but no, so, so yeah, I, I don't have the luxury of heated seats, but, uh, uh, you are now the second person this week that I have heard, uh, sing their praises. So, uh, I don't think that's an upgrade I could do myself. So that might just have to wait till my next car. Seems like a bad idea. If that's an upgrade you try and do yourself, yeah. that, that straight up seems like a way, um, to basically just set yourself on fire. Yeah. I mean, I can do a little bit of car maintenance. I replaced the, uh, the driver's side mirror on my car. Like I took off the inside of the door to replace it. Like that was pretty good. Um, you know, I've fixed headlights, taillights like most people. Um, but yeah, that I think is outside of my, my skill set. I don't think I'm good enough to do that. Maybe, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it very much. So, um, Do you want to hear about a conundrum I'm having? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I remember a conversation you and I had, I, th- I believe this was a year or so ago. What was going to be Blu-ray number 600? Oh, yeah. And I said two copies of 300 <laughs> together. Like you push them together like a flipper disc of two 300 blu-rays like glued back to back or front to front because back to back wouldn't play but front to front but i remember this conundrum how did this turn out can't remember what did you end up purchasing for me 600 what was number 600 do you remember uh it might have was it i think it was the lethal weapon set it was like Good one. it was like Lethal Weapon one, two, three, and four together, um, and I think I was at like five ninety nine. I think that pushed it over the edge. So I, w- I would say I think it's I think it was Lethal Weapon. I think was was the one that ended up being that one. Well, I am. Uh, excuse me, sorry. I am officially at forty nine physical games. Okay. So so I'm uh, kind of debating what I want number 50 to be. Ooh, this is good. Um, I keep thinking, I'm, I'm leaning towards, because, you know, I'm kind of into, like, the limited run stuff that they've done. Right. Jack 3, but I don't have the original Jack and Daxter. Okay. eBay that are, like, still sealed and aren't, like, ridiculously priced. Yeah. Be it, and... Uh, like, there's a couple other things, like, you know, I've kind of been debating, like, Death Stranding supposed to be this awesome thing. There's, I think, Allison Rhodes coming out in, like, January or February, and I'm like, well, do I just want to buy, like, Xbox and Switch stuff till then and have that be it? It's one of those things that it's, and I feel like it's one of those things that's really specific to, like, nerddom and high school sports. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on arbitrary numbers. Because, you know, it's it's my 50th physical game, but I know I've right. sold PS4 games, so it's like the one I own at 
at that point. Right. Literally 50 that I have in my collection then. In all actuality, it's probably like number 60 something that I'll have bought, but it'll be the 60th one or 50th one in my actual collection. Right. And I think, I think we can, uh, I think we can count that as number 50. I think that would be fair. And I, I make the dumb comparison to high school sports. And I'm sure you saw this at Walmart. If you ever looked at applications or anything, play and a few people when I was working at the popcorn store my senior year, we would have people that would like fill out applications and work in their sports number for school into their signature. Uh. Like, man, you are number like 13 or not 13, 13 is like something you do if you're like a biker <sighs> and you're like 53 and you throw that in your signature. It's like you are number 51. You are going to be number 51 until you are 17 years old, and then you will never be number 51 again. Nope. 51. It was always one of those things that was like, this is so arbitrary and is going to be a small part of your life for such a short amount of time. Why? This is something like you're... And it was always something we made fun of. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go on record as to say, if you are applying to Walmart and your signature involves your high school athletic number, that's probably where you've peaked. And you're not in high school when yeah. you're applying. Yeah, like you have, you have, like you're on the downward slide from your peak at that point. Things have happened, and none of them were good. <laughs> That's pretty much the title of your third book. Like that, that person's third, not you, but like, you know, that person's third book is stuff happened. None of it was good. The first book is, uh, this is the peak. And they write that one. They are, uh, it's like somewhere in between that, like beginning of summer, uh, junior year going through their senior year. It's like a look back at the time between the Sadie Hawkins dance and prom (laughs) in my junior year. It was the best of times. That was this. Then the, the sequel is called "It Was the Worst of Times." Everything else. No, the the sequel is called "I Want It Back." It, with, <laughs> yeah. it was the worst of times. Yeah. Um. It, it's just again one of those dumb, arbitrary things I'm thinking about. Like, hmm. it's because of this app I have that I even know that I'm at number fifty. Um. And I do, uh, it's, it's a daunting task to go through and know I need to catalog all of my Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah, I'm glad I did that when I first started. Uh, I stumbled upon Blu-ray.com when I first started collecting them, when I had like 15. And so I did those. So like the first 15 are out of order, like as far as like what I got when. But the next like 700 are in order and that it was it was the best because I, I, there's no way I could go back and do it now. There's no way. I've got this. Uh, I use this weird app, and I'm not trying to like because you know no plugs for La Bamba, right? Um, uh, but it's called LibLib, and the barcodes in on your phone. Oh, that's handy. Which it's even had like I wasn't expecting it to. It's even ha- it's had every limited run game I've purchased. That's pretty cool. It's catalog. Um, you know, I, I've i even tried, because I was like, I'm going to go pull one of the like most obscure, and I pulled a Pool Party Massacre from oh, people nice. that did, like, 
like because it's the it's the single solitary Blu-ray I scanned in, and it's even in their database. That's awesome. I don't have to worry about it having any of like my Arrow or Shout Factory or anything like that. Like it's got it. It's just one of those things where it's like, do I really want to take two hours and do this? Yeah, that. The answer is yes, I do. But at the same time, it's like, no, no, I don't. Yeah, that's that's really handy. Like that's really really nice. I wish that Blu-ray.com had a barcode. Um, do they even have an app? I I don't think so. I, if they do, I've never used it. I've never looked for it. Um, mostly because like I'll just log on to the web. The mobile version of the website is is nice. Um, and I'm already logged in, so I just go in and I just search for what I'm looking for and I just pick it. Um, and usually I'm only adding like one or two at a time. So, um, and my app space is precious right now. So I haven't, uh, I don't have a lot of extra space for additional apps. Um, so I haven't really looked for it. So I can't say for sure whether or not they do have an app, but you know, eh. it's, it's uh, I like it. Um, and the, uh, the, the Funko app is very, very okay for cataloging my pops. Hey, I, I haven't even got, I've heard so many mixed things about it. I haven't even decided to like attempt to screw with it yet. Instead, um, I hear that it's good. I'll go through and catalog the few things I actually want to catalog in there. Yeah. Um, That, like, their mobile site was trash, but their app has been amazing right. is, uh, and I think you've heard me sing its praises before, Letterboxd. Yes, Letterboxd. The, yeah. the, the movie review app is yep. um, everything's on a five-star rating, and you can go as low as half a star. I, it does pain me because you can't give something no stars. Mm. There have been a few. There have <laughs> been a few. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 3 would probably be a no-star movie for oh me. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. How does – okay. Okay. Like, how does somebody, like, read that script and and get that movie made? Because I understand that the, the want for Jeepers Creepers, like, more Jeepers Creepers, because – I mean, I love the first half of the first one. Uh, the second half is okay, but like it, it, it kind of loses me. The second one, despite being, I'll go ahead and say it, uh, it beats Freddy's Revenge for the gayest horror movie ever made. Um, I agree I, with that. I have, I, I, I can find redeeming qualities in it. Uh, the Creeper is always fun to watch. Uh, which I would normally say until you get to the third one and it's not even really about him. He's barely in it and he looks like shit when he's in it. And I hate it. They gave him that like obscenely bright red shirt. Yeah, What is the deal with that? And you know, you and I've talked about it before the, 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 the truck that is a focus yeah. in multiple scenes that becomes this saw trap. Yeah. That, like, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and you need to let me finish the whole thought before you start judging what I'm about to say. Because it's, it's, it's two parts. The first part is Victor Salva should have just stuck what he was good at, and that was diddling kids. Because, second part, no, the second part, <laughs> the second part is because if he did, he would have been caught and put in jail for a longer time than he was, and he wouldn't be making these shit movies. So... 
That's the whole thought, is he needs to just stick with what he's good at. No, I mean, I... One... Th- like, <laughs> I... Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> I just... I, I I hate Victor Salva. Yeah. And I, for a multitude of reasons, it was reprehensible. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm not condoning it at all. And I oh, only no, not I at say all, that was because he would be in jail right now if he had diddled more kids than uh, than he did. I can't. Uh, I, I just can't believe someone hasn't thrown, especially after how badly panned the third one is. Yeah. Studio hasn't paid him like two million dollars to go away and just bought the rights from. And him. see, that's the problem. Is like I don't want him to be rewarded by getting a buyout and getting you know a bunch of money because honestly, like if you go back and if you YouTube right now, Jeepers Creepers Unsolved Mysteries, like you will see that he completely and totally ripped off the first half of the movie from a, a true story from Unsolved Mysteries. And it like it linked before, yeah, yeah, it like it pisses me off like that I sang that movie's praises so much, thinking that it was an original idea when he literally just ripped off this old couple's unsolved mystery story, like pretty much beat for beat um so like it would it would make me very unhappy to know that he got a a good buyout for basically ripping off a true story, uh but yeah, he doesn't deserve to to have the success of that movie because he's a garbage person. And I, you know, if and I don't want it to be something where like the studio offers him like a producer God, thing, no, so he gets no. something from the. I just want him to get like a lump sum of money. And I, I hate. And here's the thing: I don't want him to even get the lump sum of money. I, in all actuality, I just want him to go away. But I know he's not going to do that without a lump sum of money. So just give him a small lump sum of money, and he can just disappear. Yeah, just like go away. Like I, I would say, you know, give him give him an amount of money, but half of it goes to the the one kid um, who's an adult now. Yeah. But you know, like it goes to him uh, because. You know, that kid should at least get some more because he did not pay his dues for that at all, in my opinion. I can't believe his first job out of prison for child molestation was powder. Yeah. You've molested children. Go work with these kids for Disney, though. Yep. Because, gosh darn it, you got talent. We saw Clown House. I don't know how he got worked after Clown House. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go ahead and say it like that. It that movie is terrible. Like the running joke is that I'm a Clown House apologist, and the the issue that I have with Clown House is that like its premise is pretty great. It has a lot of potential. The setup is not bad. It's the execution and, of course, the backstory, but the behind-the-scenes stuff. Even if you take that out, which I know I'm not trying to downplay it, but I'm just saying if you judge them just solely the movie on its own merits, it's not good. I'll, I, no. they, you've got me on record. It's not good. Uh, it's got so much potential and so much you know, promise, but it's so bad. I can't defend it's, it. It's objectively bad. Not even knowing like the background or what happened during the story or anything like that. Like 
like it's yeah. badly cut. It's badly yeah. like the sound effects are badly done. Everything is just bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's yeah, it's got like those over the top like Looney Tunes sound effects in parts that are just like it's so weird. It's it's very similar to like it's it is a great premise. And you know, I know other movies have done it since uh Excuse me, I've something got in my throat. It's Victor but Salva. I feel like No, just kidding, you're over <laughs> the age of twelve. Uh I know like several things have done that haunted ween premise of yeah. like people take over the the asylum kind of scenario of the the people in a haunted house aren't actually workers. They're like people from an asylum, people doing this, that, or the other thing. I feel like Clown House is a premise that's kind of been done before, but it lacks any of the zazz yeah, from look, anything that did it well. Yeah, it lacks any of the uh, the creativity, the polish, the uh, the you know, th- th- that's something that makes it special. Like, it's just very, very, like, by the numbers. It doesn't do any, like, it doesn't take any chance. It's very safe. It's very, like, predictable. It's just very plotting. Like, the, the, the pacing is real weird. Uh, even even the, uh, like, the shots they use, like, the angles and stuff are weird. Like, it, it's just, it's not... It's not a very well put together movie in any, in, by any stretch. By you can use any criteria. It's really bad, <laughs> or yeah. no? Objectively, yeah, subjectively, it, any actively you want to put on there, it is bad. It's, yeah, it's terrible. It's it's not good. It, you know what? They will never. Uh, they'll never make an episode of the movies that made us about Clown House. No, the movies that made us cringe, maybe, but that's about it. I really, I really want them to do an episode about uh, the Warriors. Yeah, because uh, I know a little bit of the background about that is like it's so crazy that um, actual gangs in New York to guard the production trucks. Yeah, that's awesome to make sure they wouldn't get like knocked over and that kind of stuff. Our extra security for the set because they had so many like, like gang members trying to come on set and be like, well, no, you guys think you're gang members in New York. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up like how they, um, did it over with some of those people. It's like, Hey, we need a bunch of extras for this giant scene of gangs. We're going to, so there are like legitimate gangs in that opening of the movie. That's that's wild. So I'd love to hear more about that, but you know me. It, it takes a lot to get me to watch any behind the scenes or anything like that. I'm yeah. a very, very face value guy. I don't want to see how they add in CG to movie scenes or anything like that because I just want to see like take the movie magic away and be like, well, look at this green screen. It's like, I don't want to look at the green screen. I want to look at the finished shot. Yeah. Like I want to actually see the movie. I don't want to see it. And that's my, my big problem with the, the star Wars prequels behind the scenes stuff is, is a guy jumping on a green box in front of a green screen. 
And they're like, this will become the fight scene. And it's like, this is stupid. I don't want to watch that. I saw the uh, the movies that made us episode about Home Alone. And Home Alone is a movie that I really like, but I didn't know a lot about production and like how it came to be. And what a crazy, awesome story that is. Well, enlighten me. I know almost nothing about the production of Home Alone. So originally Home Alone was a Warner Brothers movie. And uh, John Hughes, apparently they had agreed on a, a $10 million budget. And by the time they got done doing all the stuff and, uh, you know, hiring people and uh, they actually had to build out the interior of the house is all built inside of a gym of a of an abandoned Chicago school. They didn't do any interior shots inside the actual house that they used for the exterior, which is so crazy. Awesome. Uh, and so they they came back with a uh, a budget. The, the they submitted a budget to Warner Brothers of like 14 point something million, like 14.7 or 14.5, whatever it was. And uh, Warner Brothers came back and said, we'll do it for 13 something. I think it was like 14.7 versus 13.5. And they couldn't meet in the middle. And so Warner Brothers shut the production down and basically killed the movie. And through very... Um, we'll call them underhanded and potentially illegal means. Uh, Fox, Fox picked it up and basically as the representative from Warner brothers was going room to room to tell everybody that the movie was canceled. uh, One of the guys on the production was going room to room right behind him saying Warner brothers has canceled it, but we're working for Fox now. So just keep going. And so Fox, Fox agreed to the budget and they, they made the movie uh, they had originally cast a totally different guy as uh, Daniel Stern's character, uh, and like he wasn't working out. And like they interviewed Daniel Stern in it, and it's it's really good. Um, but yeah, like I had no idea that they built the house, like all the interior stuff in the house, like they built it inside this gym. You imagine being some meth head breaking into that like place <laughs> to get get high and stay warm or something. You walk in. Uh, he's like, uh, I broke into the, he's like, I'm in the gym. I'm upstairs in the gym. Wait, what? You, you know, some crackhead slept in one of those beds one night. Uh, it 100% happened during filming. I'm in the bedroom in the gym on the second floor. What? What kind of gym is this? <laughs> like, it's so weird. Uh, so yeah, I need to watch the, um, the diehard one and the, uh, see my problem with the Ghostbusters one though, is I'm afraid that. I'm going to waste an hour of my life because it's not going to tell me anything that I don't already know. And then I'm going yeah. to be mad. Those posters will be good for someone like me who yeah. I've never really, I've never sat down and watched behind the scenes about how it was made. I know a little bit of the stuff that like I've heard you and Joe, uh, Ryan Kemp talk mm-hmm. about and yep. Peacock. And like, I've heard all the stuff that's been like talking about what I've never actually like deep dived into it myself. Right. Good for someone like me. So let me watch it and I'll let you know if it's going to be worth your time. Cause they're going to be like, did you know 
that uh, the character that was portrayed by Rick Moranis was originally offered to John Candy. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I knew that already. Did you Steve know? Murphy was almost cast. Right. Yeah, I knew that. And like, I, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a guy at work, and he's like, "So I assume that you've seen it. I'm guessing that you've seen it." And I was like, "No, I'm 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 gun shy, because I'm afraid that I'm going to watch it and be pissed off because I wasted time." And he's like, "Oh no, well they tell you all kinds of interesting stuff." And I was like, "Let me guess, they tell you this." And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Then they tell you this." And he's like, "Yeah, that's right." I'm like, and then they're going to tell you the stage at the end, the sound stage was so big and so massive and took so much electricity that other sets shut down that were on neighboring sound stages. And he's like, "Yeah, they tell you that too." And I was like, "I yeah, I don't think this is going to tell me anything new." Like I'd never heard that before. Yeah. About the at the soundstage. Yeah. Like, that's cool. The, the the temple scene. Um, Yeah. And so it's like, I just, I know that they're, they're going it, to, it's not going to, he's like, well, yeah, but no, but they talk to Ivan Reitman and they talk to, you know, Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. And I'm like, yeah, the same people that talk on every behind the scenes thing. Every on those single three. one of them. Like, those three are like your givens. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm really gun shy about it. While we're talking about deep dives on stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, again, I, I feel like I'm plugging, but I don't want to. <sighs> the, new, the New Day podcast. Apparently, that's how they're spending their first 10 episodes. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I guess because two out of the three are injured. Um, is Big E injured? Big E, Big e and Kofi are tagged. Right now. Okay, so no, he's not injured. I was saying, how do they have time to do a podcast? I, but I have. I, I'm assuming they've got like probably a few in the can right now because they're trying to do this. <sighs> Come on, um, I guess they're trying to do this. Uh, like WWE is trying to create this like podcast network. Yeah, I had heard uh, a few months ago that they were looking at that and like, and because Vince McMahon. Has heat apparently with, or is gunning for Conrad Thompson. Apparently, that's just like public enemy number one. <laughs> but, um, like the first New Day podcast is all about like Eaton's and the pitching it, and about how like the group was originally the lineup was, uh, and this was like when Woods was pitching it, not when they like, hadn't gone to creative or anyone, but he and E were kind of talking about it behind the scenes. General lineup was going to be uh, Woods, Biggie, who was still wrestling at the time. And then their mouthpiece was going to be, do you remember Abraham Washington? Oh my God. Yes. It was going to be like the group of four. And I'm just like, they all would have been fired by now. Oh yeah, that would not have lasted at all. It was because it was even before they put Washington with the primetime players. <sighs> Just they they deep dive on it and they like they talk about all this stuff that they had never heard of before, and like all this like weird stuff about how they really gun shy to go to Kofi. He'd been, uh, so much of his time had been spent being like, you know, he basically lived in Kofi's shadow since he had a WWE because Kofi had dropped the Jamaican gimmick and Kofi was 
to literally quote Xavier Woods, Kofi was the smiling black man. Yeah, well, yeah, because he was always like the, especially his feud with uh, with Orton, where it was like no matter what happened, he was just like the smiling guy. That it was it was so painful. When there was the you and I again, another one of those things we've touched on quite a few times, like in just our friendship, not even on air. Uh, I, I still remember there was one week when Orton was WWE champion. He'd lost to Kofi clean. Kofi lost a tag match to 3MB. And it was just this insane, like, beating the world champion, and the next week he's losing to a jobber tag team. Yep, that crappy 50-50 booking uh, that at the time, and still kind of to this day, that they are famous for. So it's uh, it's fun. Like uh, that's a deep dive. I'm really interested in because uh, I don't know if it's ever been stated before, but I kind of like the new day. I had not heard that news, as they say. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's it's breaking news that we are going to break oh. on this episode. Koran likes the new day. We're we're willing to admit that on air. Finally, yeah, yeah. We danced around it for a while, but now it's official. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So, and I mean, you know me. It takes so much to get me interested in anything that's like behind the scenes, yeah. or so it was really interesting to like listen to that and um, get into that. So, uh, but I've heard good things about the movies that make us. So, I do want to kind of jump into that at some point. Yeah, I know the uh, uh, the toys that made us was really good. Uh, the episodes that I've seen of those, I've selected. Uh, I haven't watched them all because I'm not interested in all of them. But like the ones that I've the ones that I've heard, or the ones that I've watched, I really like. Uh, the ones that I've picked have been really really good. Some people don't like the the tone and like how they do the way that it's cut and the way that it's edited together. But I think it's a lot of fun and I think it fits the subject matter. Um, the movies that made us is a little bit different. It's the same, the same kind of approach, uh, but it's less like trying to make you ha ha funny with quotes and stuff, but like, it's actually a really good telling of production. So yeah. I've only seen the home alone one though. So that's, that's to be fair. Be fair. To be fair. <laughs> So, man, you know what I'm concerned about as I'm sitting here in in the the upstairs room that has my pop wall. I'm looking, you at this, I'm looking at this and I'm a little concerned because I'm looking over and I see I have my signed pops in their own little section. Mm-hmm. And then I have all the other pops and I'm looking over and I'm like I see the uh the Target exclusive 10-inch uh Wicket pop that I picked up. And I'm concerned now because I don't know that they make a pop protector that's big enough for the 10 inchers. Do they? I feel like at that point you just, you'd be better off just buying like a small uh, fish tank. Yeah. Cause I'm like, cause I, for pe- the people that haven't seen it, uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis, uh, who played wicket and the evil leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. Um, 
is going to be at LexCon next year in 2020. Forgot about that. And so now I'm like, well, if I get that one signed, it's a huge box compared to the regular standard boxes of my other signed pops. So I'm like, shit, like that's going to be tough to put on. So it's just like the random thoughts that I have. As, you got to do it. As we're sitting here. I, I know. I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's the, the exclusive. At this point, honestly, it's pretty much a life-size Wicket pop. Like, it's pretty much life-size. So I think it would be really cool to have him sign it. But then I'm like, man, how's that going to fit over here with the rest of them? I don't know. I, man, so are you telling me I have to spend the next, like, three and a half months convincing you? Pretty much. Happen. I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. Uh, it also depends on what other guests they have. Like I am dying, I am begging, begging a convention that I go to to bring in Shawn Michaels. Like how hard is that to do? It's the only the only like guest request that I have. Like if I could pick one person, that would be who I would pick, and then I would have to pick between the WrestleMania 12 pop and the. Uh, early nineties heartbreak kid pop to have him sign. I'm not sure which one I would do, but yeah. And I, after tremendous turnout for wrestlers, edge, um, edge sting, Rick Flair, Ray Mysterio apparently had a huge line this past year too. I was was 2018. I forgot about that. Yep. Booker T Kevin Nash is, is there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we met Mayor Glenn Jacobs yeah, this past, this so past nice. March. So nice. Christian was nice. I mean, there's is always gangbusters for wrestling. Yeah. Give me uh, the, the Snake Roberts, um, because I would have him sign the. That, that's like that's the one Chase Pop that I have is Jake the Snake. Um, awesome. Or Shawn Michaels. Like, give me one of those two, and I'll be happy. I'm nervous about wrestlers this year because I think a lot of people will be gun shy because it's so close to mania. Yeah. Next weekend. That's, that's true. I'm, I'm also wondering what the C2E2 lineup is going to be like this year. They've only announced a couple of guests and I'm super excited to go. Like we're going to, the, the, the show will be there um, doing some live stuff from Chicago. Uh, it's the end of February. It's like the last, it's like the, t- 28th 29th because it's a leap year Uh, it's like that last weekend of february going into march um i will have more as the uh, in 2020 we've got a we've got a huge convention lineup in 2020 by the way um i think we have something there's three months of the year. Yeah, because we're going to have one in January, the one in February, March, and then LexCon. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to have – we're, we're going to be all over the place. Um, but last year they had the uh, the Clueless reunion, which was a pretty big deal, uh, and all of the um, AEW wrestlers. So I'm really wondering who they're going to have uh, this year because – They've got big shoes to fill from last year. They had uh, yeah. Paul Rudd last year, or I guess this year. Uh, so next year should be really, really good. I'm trying to figure out what I want to have. 
And I'll probably, because you're doing the pop autographs. I kind of, yeah. I, I, I've decided to go the more expensive route <laughs> and I'm going celebrity photo ops. And I think I'm going to uh-huh. do Alan Richson. Oh, okay. Uh, my personal favorite, I know he's on um, Titans on the DC network or oh, DC yeah, app yeah. or whatever the hell it's called right now. I know him as Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State, which yep. is one of my all-time favorite shows. And I've decided I think I'm going to bring a football and a red Solo cup for him to take the picture with. Ah. Drinking, and you know, he was uh, he was one of the big... He was like one of the defensive guys. He was the the, the team captain and all that. And I'll, I'll probably wear my BMS T-shirt to get my picture taken with him and everything. That would so, be awesome. That would be uh, really good. Other than that, and I will wait in line with you for Warwick Davis as we did with uh, Zach Morris this year. And I'll yes. make sure your camera works this time. I appreciate that. Well, no, it gave me a chance. Like the, the, everybody, like asked because I, you know, uh, as soon as they saw that. You know, I have the the pop in the picture. Uh, everybody asks, you know, how was he? Was he nice? Whatever. And I said, uh, the only two things that I could say about him, and this this is like the dumbest possible thing that I could say. I said two facts about Mark Paul Gosler to take with you for the rest of your life. Number one, he was very very warm, <laughs> even though he was in just a black t shirt. Uh, he was very warm. Uh, body temperature wise, he was very warm. Number two, he smelled very, very nice. And that's the best I I can give you. (laughs) I believe those. That's the best. And I I think I was like musk adjacent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But guy, um, both have our, which both involve me being a moron. (laughs) <laughs> of uh, having to get photos taken twice at LexCon this past year. Yeah. I blinked with Edge and Christian, and then uh, I apparently don't know how to work cell phone cameras. Yeah, it happens. So it was, it was, you know, it, it, it's a thing. It happens. And it's that thing. It's like, I wasn't even mad about it. Like, it was just one of those things. Like, it happens. It's not a big deal. And it made for a good story. And I'm not even joking. I think I've told you about this. Did I tell you I ran into that girl at Scarefest? No, like the 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 the, the helper. Yeah, I was no. at um, I was at yesterday's where you know you and I traditionally go and have at least one one or two beverages. Yeah, we got to talk about that too here in a second. Uh oh, it was yeah. Friday, and it was Friday, and we were it was me and friend of the show Josh Thacker. Yeah, and. And she's like, this is going to sound so random. Um, take a picture for your friend with Mark Paul Gosler this year. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was me. She was like, I was the girl who let you go back up, back to the front. And I was like, oh, Joel, by the way, thank you yeah. again. So because I would you know me well enough to know I would have found something expensive to buy you. <laughs> and I would still be apologizing Hey, if it if it hadn't worked out. No, and and it's funny because part of that was uh part of that whole thing was to get a a birthday gift for um uh, Mrs. Show, as we call her, um wife of Tony Show and dear friend Tony Rose. Uh dear and and so I was I mean I was going to be in line anyway and it, it was just kind of like a it's kind of like uh the year that 
we were at uh we went to Wizard World Nashville uh that one year and it was uh like the the two ghostbusters tables that for whatever reason like they double booked ghostbusters it was a whole big thing um but i i stood in line and got a picture with henry winkler and the only reason i did it was because i was getting an autograph for somebody else and it was one price for an autograph and a photo. Like it was like, if you're going to pay this much for an autograph, it comes with a photo. And so like, I have a picture of me and my ghostbusters gear with Henry Winkler. So like, I always look at photo stuff like that as a bonus. Like I've, I'm never like have my heart set on a photo. Like, yeah, they're fun social media pictures. And like, I would be super bummed if I didn't have um, a picture with uh, my boy and dear Dear friend CM Punk, um, but more often than not, it's uh, it's a bonus and it's an extra piece that um, if I can get one, cool. If not, like it's not a big deal. So I wouldn't have been like really upset. The photos, but, yeah, like I wouldn't have been really upset about uh, not getting that Mark Paul Gossler photo, but. Because, like, uh, at GalaxyCon, meeting Batista was one thing, but he wasn't doing pictures at the table. So you had to do the professional photo op. uh, And I was not super interested in paying $80 for just a photo. Um, So I opted not to do the photo op, which, you know, me like, my thing is I would rather when I'm meeting somebody and getting something signed, like to some people, the autograph is the most important thing to some people. The picture is the most important thing for me. It's the story that I have when I meet them and, uh, like what I take away from like the Mark Paul Gossler story is funny. Um, the, the Rick, like I have the, the story meeting Ric Flair and the, the CM Punk story, like those stories that's my favorite part. And like, that's what's important to me. Oh, I don't see your sound moving. Did we, did I, did I lose you? I think, I think we might've been disconnected. I think our engineer, Paul Frankie needs to, uh, um, get in on this. I don't know what happened. I think we just, uh, we lost him. We lost Koran here. Please stand by. I believe I have a text message from him. Let's see what happens. He says, I lost you. Hold on. I'm going to try and reconnect here. We might we might have him. Hold on. We're going to try and figure this out. Stick with us here as you hear the background sounds of our show. Just stand by. Technical errors are going on. We're trying. We're going to try and get this fixed. Let's see what happens. I think maybe. I apologize, everybody, for the the delay, but we're going to get back. We're going to get this back. We're going to get it back. 
real quick. And we're going to see if we can do this. We're going to try this this way. Let's see if this works. Hello? Hey, there he is. All right. Did I get you? Maybe. Super breaking up. Okay. Hold on. We're going to get this. We're going to figure this out. Let me try this. Hold on. We're going to fix this. There we go. Nate, uh, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the last thing I heard was you go, yeah. you said something about you had the picture with Henry Winkler. Yeah. Sometimes you get photos, sometimes you don't. If yeah. not, then blank. Yeah, so some people really like their favorite part or their, the most important thing to them is the autograph. And some people, the most important thing is the photograph. And for me, the most important thing and the most important part of going to a convention and meeting a celebrity is the story that I can take away. Like, uh, for the people that, uh, for whatever reason, shame on you, uh, that did not listen to the Make Good episode last weekend, uh, when I, the, the story of you and me uh, in line meeting uh, the guy that played Goldar. And, uh, because that was the thing is like, I, I went back, I, I found no joke to complete the story. I went back and found the phone that I had at the time. And I found that video and I played the video for everybody, um, of him, you know, going off on bulk and skull about where am I supposed to sign the poster and this and that, uh, the story of, you know, um, Mark, the Mark Paul Gossler story, uh, the being first in line for staying like that story, uh, yeah. you know, uh, talking to Batista, uh, Rick Flair, like all that stuff. Let's see. I'm like the, these, the stories that I take away. That's my favorite part. So like, if I don't get a photo or the photo doesn't come out or, you know, the autograph smudges or whatever, like the meeting Robert England and, um, you know, being able to interview him on the radio first and then talking to him, um, and having him remember that. And then like, we had that, that moment for a second, like that's the stuff that's super important to me. And that's why, and I think you, you, you would feel the same way. If you and I both want to meet two separate people at the convention, I will wait in line. Oh, a thousand with percent, you. Yeah. You'll turn around and wait with me mm -hmm. because it's all about being able to create those moments, being able to have that like short conversation. You know, I'm, uh, um, uh, the edge and Christian photo thing and everything that that led to at LCTC last year, like you were walking with me and we had what two or three people come up to me and compliment me and say how funny I was during the edge and Christian Q and a right. Like I'm, I'm not, people had to think I was a plant. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. to yeah. think I was a plant for that. 
I mean, there's just like, and that's that. Like, I would not have the uh, the story of me calling Kane Hodder a dick uh, if I wasn't <laughs> waiting in line for to to meet a celebrity that it was for somebody else. Like, I was just waiting in line with somebody. And that's that's like that that's one of my favorite things is is you know the stories that you tell and that's like I try and before I meet somebody before at a convention before I you know inter like not interview but like get up to the front of the line I try and have like something unique to say like meeting Kane and we laughed about uh, the name of the arena in Bowling Green yeah like that is that's hilarious and that's really funny and I'm hoping my goal is that like whenever I meet somebody like that like. That's the only time that we talk, like he talks about that, that day is like the conversation that he and I have, you know, like that's, that's what I hope for. And like, that's the stuff that like, you can't hang that stuff on a wall. You know, you can't, you know, stack them up. Uh, but those are the things that make it the best. And, uh, you know, we talked about this heard eventually um just how and so like don't just i you know i have a tendency and i think you're the same way i will i hate going up and be like i really loved you in blank yeah as like yeah. my opening line um you know you uh your line with ernie hudson the look on his face when you <laughs> asked him to sign your poster, mm -hmm. I have seen shit that will uh, that will turn you white. The yep. look on his face was just like, probably like texted his wife or <laughs> uh, someone about him was like, you will never believe what this dude asked me to sign you on will, his poster today. You will not believe what this stupid honky wanted me to sign <laughs> on his you poster. You will not believe what this scrawny-ass <laughs> white boy. Exa yes, 1,000%, yeah. Because that, that was the thing. Is like, I, and like, I tried to set him up where I was like, hey, man, could you sign this with my favorite line in in like my uh, in this movie? Like, would you sign it? And he's like, yeah, man, no problem. Like, what what you got? Like happily, like, could you sign it? I have seen shit that'll turn you white. And he just kind of stops and just laughs and like I get chuckles by me. And I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it just because I'm like I want this moment because that that to me is 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 what it's for. Even even stuff like beyond meeting celebrities and getting stuff signed is uh, like when I'm I'm dressed as Spider Man, and uh, I'll say it the right way. Uh, and you are. Oh, you are being um, you're being gracious enough and nice enough to be my handler uh, because visibility is not the best. And so, like, you're finding cool cosplays and stuff to be like, hey, man, take up, take a picture with my Spider-Man. And, like, that stuff's the best. Uh, it's those memories that are really funny, like the, uh, the great um, Street Fighter picture. Oh, my gosh. Probably the one of the single greatest... Uh, finds I've had for you just as anyone aside from when you were the Super Sentai Ranger and yeah. we ran into the like the one dude who gave you the belt buckle oh, God, and was like also nice, dressed up. Yeah, the nicest guy of any convention I've ever been to. Spoke like four words of English, yeah. but was just the nicest dude on the planet. So nice. Um, was just like those. Yeah, and that's you know I've never. Like, I've never really, uh, aside from the one year, I don't know what the hell I threw those shoes away, um, where the shoes were so stupidly uncomfortable. Where oh, I was yeah. just like, but those, those shoes have been, they're gone. They don't <laughs> exist anymore. Um, but yeah, it's just, look forward to it conventions. I like, 
just being able to hang out and have good memories and doing stuff like that. Things in the works for next year that should make uh, some uh, some photo ops even better. Oh god, yeah. Oh man, I don't even know what's going to happen with some of that stuff. Good things. Good uh, things are going to happen. I guess. I don't know. So. Um, but yeah, and even stuff like uh, this past uh, the, the, a few a couple months ago, uh, sitting in the uh, the Scarefest um, film festival room, and. <laughs> Uh, watching, watching a couple fan films, uh, and then, or like the, the films, uh, not necessarily fan films, but the, uh, like the, the film screenings and just kind of being like, all right, we've had enough. (laughs) And that's something I think we need to, we need to like get more into like next year is just like, or to go sit in for the short films and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm totally down with that because some of the some of them, you know, there there are some definitely some gems, and I've I, that's like I've been uh, I've been pulling up YouTube on the um, on the Fire Stick, and now like the first two rows are horror shorts because oh. that's like all I've been doing is I've been watching horror shorts on YouTube and there are some fantastic ones and there are some terrible ones. <laughs> so before, before we say goodbye today, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I yeah. want to ask you before we had our short difficulty. Yeah. I to talk about the bar yesterday. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, I want you to know for, for people that don't, that are not aware uh, Karan and I, we have a standing bet every year and it's an unspoken, like every year it just renews automatically. Oh yeah. Uh, where it's a, it's an NFL Super Bowl related bet where we have a, we have a, a, a this is what, like six, is it six years now? Seven years that we've been doing this? I think 2020 will make the sixth year we've sixth done it. Year. Okay. So we're coming up on six years, uh, where we bet on who's going to win. The Super Bowl every year, and we divide up the teams. It's very, very simple. Uh, I I get the New England Patriots. Koran gets everybody else. Huh? Thirty-one Sword. out of thirty-two chance to win. You. One out of thirty-two. Me. Uh, what's the running tally so far? Four to two. Four to two. Me. <laughs> I am not on the winning side of this. <laughs> so, uh, and basically, and and the winner uh, or, or the the loser buys the first beer at uh, LexCon at yesterday's. Yeah, so you know, very, it, it's all in good fun. It's all good. Uh, but I just want you to know, after the last couple weeks, like I am very, I'm, I'm nervous about my chances this year. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous. You know more than anything the matchup I want. Oh God, because it's the one I want. Anything the one the the one we the one we should have gotten this year is what we want. Now I'm not going to speak it out loud. No, we're not going to say it out out loud. But the one we should have gotten 2019. Yeah, um, is the matchup I am dying for for next year. Yeah, and if that if that happens. Good God, the the bets, the yeah, oh God, yeah. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, if that would, because that's the one that I'm really, really hoping. I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that 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 that's the one because not only will I will it be you against me, but it will be Tony against me, and uh, 
both of you against me. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you can mark it in your calendar. Uh, if, if the New England Patriots, I should say when, but I'm going to say if because I'm really <laughs> hoping, um, if the New England Patriots make it to the Super Bowl for 2020, make it in this season, uh, I'm going to go so far all out on bets. I'm going to, like, we are going to spend a segment, no joke, just fielding calls where people will give Super Bowl bets, and I will take a majority of them. Like, I'm calling <laughs> I'm so it right now. It. Like, I am, I'm calling it right now because we've done it before where it's like as a show we've done bets, you know, like when the Patriots played the Eagles, uh, we, we tried to do bets. And, like, people, I think, are weary of challenging and going up against the whole show. Um, but I will put like, I will put some really, really, it doesn't even have to be like the same thing, bet across like loser, whatever. Like I will put up like my spot on the show for a week. I will, I will put up all kinds of stuff, um, to get fun bets. I like, and that's the thing is like, it's going to be fun. Like I want it to be really, really fun. But if it's you against me, if, if, if it's the, if it's the matchup that we want, uh, how does it go? Batten down the hatches, because oh, yeah. oh my god, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I believe the other best phrasing for it would be "buck wild." Yeah, yeah, um, it's gonna be something. Uh, gosh, I hope so. It's like, hang on, man. Um, I'm just holding out. Like the Patriots, they they just gotta hold out, man. Uh, 10 and two is not a bad spot to be not, not bad. Um, man, no <laughs> play, playing, playing Kansas city, uh, coming up. So th- this is the rough part of their schedule. So just gotta, just gotta hold on. Just gotta keep on keeping on. Uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty much a guarantee. They're going to make the playoffs. So just gotta, just gotta hold on. And make it. That's all I want. That's all We're I want. We're starting to think you and I are, I think the, the Saints and the Patriots are one one win away from Brady and Breeze not seeing much time. Yeah. Like, they're they're getting to that point where it is, let's, we, we've solidified first. Yeah. Just chill. Yeah, like let's let's because uh, because that's the thing is like there are a couple teams that their season starts at the playoffs, and like that's when they that's when they turn on the gas, and and uh, those are two of those teams. So, uh, gosh, I'm just I, every week I'm just I I, I check scores for uh, I check scores for two teams. And it's those two teams because I'm hoping, I'm hoping, man, like, oh my gosh, like I am hoping. So we'll, gosh, we're going to verbalize it. No, 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 not, not even going to, not even going to jinx it. Not even going to do it as a joke. Not even going to ironically. No, we're just going to let it go there. And, uh, I think that's a good spot before, before I say something I might regret. I think it's a good time to just go ahead and call it. 
Let's call it. Let's so, call it for the day. Well, you know, this was a really fun. See, and that's the thing is like this one, you know, a very non-traditional episode, but a very mm-hmm. fun, just like conversational. I love it. I love it, man. Thanks. This was fun. It was good. This catching. has been a great time. Thank you. It's been a been good catching up. It's been good just uh, uh, you know having a fun, laid back conversation, and um, uh, you know go our teams. That I can't say out loud. That's the best I can do. Sports ball. Yay, sportsing.